Well, hey, welcome back to Roots Week 4, talking about the way, the way of your relationship today. A lot of people talk about how and what God's revealed through John 14 this week is, is pretty special. And so if you're a note taker, I hope you're ready uh, to engage. Uh, get up on the edge of your seat. It's going to be good. Last week, we talked about the root of relationship. Now today, I want to talk about the way, the way of your relationship. And we identified last week um, that the beginning of your relationship starts with a belief, Starts with belief. So today, we want to become better believers. And that should be our goal every day when we wake up, right, to make a choice. And so if you missed the message last week, it's a good prequel to this. It's a podcast. You can get us on YouTube or Facebook or some of you guys are top secret. You know that we have a Vimeo page with no commercials, which is really cool. And so uh, today we'll move forward in our belief and we're going to discuss how we begin to live in a relationship, in a relationship with God. And so why it's not a one-time decision yet an everyday decision rooted in the trust that we discussed last week. And so we're still holding fast to the profession of our faith that we talked about in week one, Hebrews 10, 23. But we're going to go a little bit deeper today in John chapter 14. And so if you're a note taker, let's get ready to go. The biggest thing that I want you to remember from last week is without trust, there's no belief. With no belief, there's no relationship, right? And so the biggest point from last week was found in Deuteronomy 9:32. That's right, Old Testament. And it says the only reason... Um, uh, essentially, Deuteronomy 9.32 recapped is the only reason we ever rebel or do not obey God is because we do not believe. That is the root. The only reason we rebel or don't obey is because we don't believe. And so then we, we talked about that belief and we dove deep into that this week. So then building on that. So the thought going into today is realizing that we all get to a place in our walk, in our relationship where we believe that we know God better than we think we do. And, and it's okay to kind of shelf a little bit of our, you know, head knowledge to say, you know what, could be some truth in that, that could be valid. And, and the reason that's valid is because we get familiar, we have our favorite scripture that we go back to, right, that we kind of, you know, park on and say, nope, that's my scripture. And, and, and for some reason, everything that happens in my life always points back to this scripture right here, right? Or you can look like, well, well, I like my Jesus, you know, to be... Uh, He's everywhere. He's everywhere I go, and everywhere I go is good, so my Jesus is good. You know, kind of like Cal off of um, Talladega Nights, if you remember Cal. I like to picture my Jesus with a, a tuxedo t-shirt on because it says, I'm formal, but I'm here to party, right? And so then we can just kind of live in that realm and, and never go any deeper or grow any deeper because we think we have it as, have, have Jesus figured out or we, we know him we know God better than we think we do. And so it's a daily walk. It's a daily walk. And so then today I want you to kind of be refreshed and realize that God has more for you than you have for you. And so it's not six pound, eight ounce baby Jesus. And that's all he ever was. He came to give you life, to give it to you abundantly for you to walk in that. And so then he wants more for you than you want for you. And so many times we think, nah, that's not true. That can never be true that, that God would want, um, get my chair to stop rocking, that God would want more for me than I want for myself. And that's not true. I'm, you know, I'm the most selfish person there ever was. And so I want more for me than anybody else was. And so we make the choice um, to believe God every day. Now, how do we walk in that? Do we just believe that God is that God, that the scripture that, that my life kind of revolves around and that's as deep and as far and as wide and as high and as, as it's ever going to go? Or... Does God have more? Does God have more? And so then remember, God wanted a relationship with us first. And you find this in Genesis 126. We dug on this just a little bit. God said, let's make 
man in our image, man, woman, human, let's make man in our image according to our likeness, and they will rule the birds, uh, the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and the livestock of all the earth. And so then he created man, woman, human, man, mankind. He created mankind in his image. He created them in the image of God, and he created them both male and female. If you ever had any questions about gender, there it is, okay? Genesis 1.27. Verse 28, God blessed them. He said to them, be fruitful, multiply. You know, before I go on, I just say, every time we jump into Genesis, it's easy to go, I know the story of creation, okay? Pause. Delete. Let's, let's dive in and let's see what God has for us today, right? God blessed them. He said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. God also said, look, I've given you every seed-bearing plant on the surface of the entire earth, and every tree whose fruit contains seed, this food will be for you. For all the wildlife of the earth and every bird of the sky and every creature that crawls on the earth, everything having breath of life in it, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. Period. And it was so. Not to be argued, not to be changed, not to say, well, uh, there's this meme that, that keeps circulating in my, in, in my life right now. And it's... Um, it's Jesus looking puzzled, saying, I've gave you eight different animals to get milk from, yet you still are trying to get milk from plants, right? There's nothing wrong with that if you're in almond milk or oat milk. God bless you, and that's good. But it's not to be argued. God said it was so, period. And so God saw all that he had made, and it was good. And not only was it good, it was very good. Evening came and the morning of the sixth day came and everything was complete. And what I want you to see in all that is God made you and he said, you're good. God made you and he said, you're good. Remember that for next week. That's kind of a teaser for next week. God made you and he said, you are good. He said, you're good enough. Okay. And so the plan in the garden was eternal life. And God kind of gives us the, the keys to what he wants for us there. God wanted a relationship with us, and He gave us the choice for relationship with Him. Our relationship with God is not forced, but it is full of grace. So you can't approach, well, you know, when's the highlight of my Christian belief? When is the highlight of my belief or the highlight of my, of my walk? Oh, it was back in 1979 or 1987 or 1993 or 1997, um, big year for me. Um, 2006, when is the highlight? Now that should help you, but that's not, that's not the mark. The mark is still today. The choice is still today. We follow still today, right? We go just as far today as we did then. And if you look back at that, at that mile marker moment for yourself, you're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not as on fire as I once was. I'm, um, I'm not digging in. I'm not reading, praying, worshiping, seeking like I did then there's the answer to maybe a lot of the heartache that you're experiencing right now today. And so you see Adam and Eve had a choice just like we have a choice to follow. And, and this is part of the reason that the tree of good and evil was in the garden, right? You can either choose to believe God, and if you believe God, you get all this, or you can believe a lying snake and lose it all for nothing. Because there is a tree that produces apples, just like the apple on that tree right over there across the garden. And you can have all the apples from that tree you want. Why would you believe that this tree is any different? They grow on the same apples grow on another tree in the same garden. The grass is not always green on the other side, but man, we get stuck in comparison. We just love to compare. 
well, this apple has freckles and that apple doesn't, so this one's better. And if I eat it, that lying snake said, I'll know everything and I'll be just like God. But God said, you already are like him. Okay. And here's what God knew that Adam and Eve did not. A couple of Proverbs for you. It's hard not to go through a message and not give you a good proverb or two. And so Proverbs 28, 26 says, those who trust their own insight are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. What wisdom did Adam and Eve have? You can have this whole place. Don't eat of that tree. That's the wisdom they had. All they had to do was believe. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. Who? The guy who gave you everything. And He will make your path straight. Come on. So then, we can pretend that we have it all under control. I've got this. But the reality is, is God is there the whole time. He's just giving you the opportunity to choose. God's really just giving you the opportunity to choose. And so then, let's fast forward to John 14 today, and this is where we're going to live. But before we can go to John 14, we have to introduce John 14 by kind of continuing what John 13 was. John 14 is a continuation of Christ's discourse with His disciples after the Last Supper. And so when we go to the end of John 13, we're going to pick up in verses 31 through 35, and we receive a new commandment in John 13 that we that we cannot look past okay and so then john 13 31 it says when we when he had gone out jesus said now the son of man is glorified and god is glorified in him this is where the message starts getting good by the way we've introduced and we're here okay if god is glorified in him god will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once verse 33 if you want to highlight I will only be with you for a little while longer. Now, that comment right there didn't make sense to the disciples. Okay? Verse 34, I give you a new command. Love one another just as I have loved you. You must also love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. By this, the whole world will know that you follow me because of the way that you live, because of the love that you have for one another. I was telling our team um, earlier this week, My number one other is Heather. My number two other is my kids. They all wear number two. They all have number two. Heather is my number one other. My team staff at the Grove is number three. They all have a number three on their head. They're all number three. These are the people that God has given me. The people of the Grove Church, the people here at Living Redefined with me, these people hold a number four. you're You're who God's given me. So then, it is my responsibility to lead and lead well, to love and love well, right? And to make sure that you have everything you need to to follow Jesus the best, right? And so then, by this, all people know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another, which leads us to hearing John 3.16 explained to the disciples by Jesus as he teaches the way, the way to your belief, the way you follow. In John chapter 14, here's what verse 1 says, your heart must not be troubled. Believe in God and also believe in me. And what he is saying is, keep possession of your soul when you can't keep possession of anything else. The heart is the main fort, man. This is where everything lives. And so whatever you do, keep trouble from this. Keep trouble from your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart. Sounds very similar to Hebrews 10.23, hold fast. Okay. Verse 2, in my father's house are many dwelling places. If not, I would have told you, I am going away for, uh, to prepare a place for you. This is, he's talking about his departure again. 
I'm not going to be with you long there toward the end of John 13. Here again, he's saying, I'm going away. And the disciples are a little bit unsure what this means, right? If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come back and receive you to myself so that where I am, you may also be. I have to go to get you there. I have to go to get you there. And in John 13, 36, you remember Peter asks, where are you going? We didn't talk about this, but John 13, 36, Jesus, Peter, Peter asked Jesus, where are you going? And Jesus says, you can't follow me, but you can come later. You will follow later. And in this, Jesus is saying that heaven is a house. It's not a tabernacle. It's not made with hands. It's not what you see here on earth. And so these guys can't comprehend this. It's, it's my father's house is what he's saying. And all believers are welcome to happiness in this home because heaven is lasting. It's always going to be there and it's there for those who believe. And so then our stay there is not um, for a term of years. It's for eternity, which, which we think we understand what that means, but forever, forever. On earth, we are kind of in an inn, like this house we live in, this is an inn. But in heaven, we gain a settlement. We gain a settlement. And so the disciples left their houses to follow Jesus who didn't know anything. They left their inns to follow the kingdom, right? Jesus didn't own a thing. And the reality is, is what they left in, on earth is um, nothing compared to what they gain in heaven. Their mansions in heaven will bring them a return they can't comprehend. Why? Trust, relationship. They knew the way. They knew the way. There are many mansions. There are many mansions for their are many sons to be brought to glory, and Christ knows exactly their number. So then, Christ knows every, every mansion in heaven. It's, it's layman's terms, right? And he told Peter that he should follow him, but let not the rest be discouraged. Don't be discouraged, because in heaven there are mansions for all of you. They're all there. John 14.4 4 says, You know the way to where I am going. And Thomas says, Wait a second. We don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Well, come on. What, ha- what happened? What happened, Thomas? What's happened? And Thomas here in verse 14, uh, 5, admits his ignorance. And he states that uh, what Jesus already knew, he had no clue about. And the disciples were trying to understand where Jesus was going, and they wanted to figure out how to get there too, even though they were with him now. Don't we battle that too? 2022 years later, don't we battle that too? In John 14, 6, Jesus tells him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Christ is the way, and he is the highway. Okay? So in the, in the New Testament, he just to say, I'm the way. In the Old Testament, he, it, it, we speak and he's, we see him spoken about in Isaiah 35, 8 as the highway. Here's what that says. And a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. If they are fools, they shall not pass. And so Christ was his own way. For by his own blood, he entered into the holy place, which is where Hebrews 9.12 comes in and says, He entered the most holy place, once and for all, by His own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. That's our eternity. That's our redemption for eternity 
We get to be in glory forever. And he is our way, for we enter by him. His doctrine and example teaches us our duty. Teaches us our how, right? And so then by his merit and intercession, he procures our happiness, and so he is the way. Just as he says, for I am the way, John 14, 6, right? And so then, in him, God and man meet. In Jesus, God and man come together. We're joined together. We're brought together. We are one with God, as several scriptures say. And so then, the how to our relationship isn't a what, it's a who. And that's where a lot of us have a disconnect. Our how is Jesus, it's not a task. Talked about being saved by grace last week. It's full of grace. By Christ as the way between heaven and earth, the angels of God ascend and descend. Our prayers go to God out of our mouth, and His blessings come to us through Jesus. And so then, this is why we pray in Jesus' name. That's our staple, right? He is the truth. The doctrines of Christ, the doctrine of Christ is true doctrine. It's true doctrine because He's the way, right? When we inquire for truth, we need to learn no more than the truth as it is in Jesus, period. As truth is opposed to fallacy and deceit and everything else, truth is the opposite of, of, of about a large percentage of the stuff you see in the world today. Smoke and mirrors. Don't get caught in that, right? And so then, he is the life. And so then you see, he is true to all who trust him. He is as true as truth itself. This is Jesus. He is the life. For we are alive unto God only in and through Jesus Christ. Romans 6, 11 says we are alive in Christ. All kinds of confirmation today, okay? And so Christ is the resurrection and the life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, meaning he is the beginning and the middle and the end. So then, the how is Jesus, the way is Jesus. First and the last, believe him first, believe him last. We talked about that belief last week, right? In him then, in Jesus, we set out, we go on, and we finish in Jesus. So, as the truth, he is the guide for our way. Our guide is the word. Jesus is the word. That's a lot, okay? As the truth, he guides our way. He is our way. Our guide is the word. It's the living Bible, right? That's why we call it the living word. Jesus is the word. Wait a second. Wait, no, no, no. Yes. Let's go to John 1, chapters one uh, chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2, just underline and highlight both. When it's deep in my Bible, when God makes it jump off the page, I underline it and I highlight it, okay? He was with God in the beginning. Who was with God in the beginning? The Word. If you replace the Word here every, uh, every time it says it with Jesus, you'll see in the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. He was with God in the beginning. Jesus is the Word. Hang on, still not sure. Verse 3. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Light of the world. Heard that before? 
The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And I love to put here, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness still has not overcome it, and it never will. It never will. And so here we see that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Light of the world. Jesus. The Word. What's our guide? What's our way? The Word. The truth. Where do we find the truth? In the Bible. That's it. Not on your favorite news channel. Would you like to call it G? GNN. Okay, that's a Ron Burgundy trans um, <laughs> recollection. You, so then, if you want more how, if you want more how, and you want to know the way, get in the Word and live in the truth. If you want to know more how, and you want to know the way, get in the Word and live more truth, right? Live, live more truth. Live in the truth. Because no man cometh to the Father but by me, but by Jesus. Fallen man must come to God as a judge, okay? Without Jesus. Fallen man comes to God as a judge, but he cannot come to him as a father. He, he doesn't come to God as, as his creator. He comes to him as a judge because Jesus is our mediator. So the only way to come to God is through Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name. We talked about that. And so then, you're not ever going to perform the duty of coming to God by the act of repentance or with worship without the spirit and without the grace of Jesus. And this is such good stuff. Thank you, Lord. We cannot perform the duty of coming to God by repentance or acts of worship without the spirit and the grace of Jesus Christ. So then what do you see? Let's get up above this 30,000 feet for just a second. We see duty and acts are works, and they're busy works. But man, we love to justify them. And God is not asking you to do anything or to come to Him without the Son. He's expecting you to go through a who instead of doing a do. You don't have a to-do. You have a to-who. His name is Jesus. He needs to be part of your life. And so then, God's not asking you to do anything. He is expecting you to go through a who. That's His Son, Jesus. And so then we understand that Jesus reveals the Father. Now we're going back to John chapter 14. John 14, 7 says, If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. What happened? It's the thought of the day. They knew him, but not as well as they should have, or they would have understood. They would have had more clarity. There would have been more, um, more, more perspective, a fuller perspective. So then what happens? Philip now goes, show us the Father, and that's enough for us. Just show us the Father. Like, like I'm lost, okay? I'm not following, but if you could just show us the Father, that's enough for me, okay? <laughs> and then I'll be good. And Jesus says to him, have I been among you all this time without your knowing me, Philip? Essentially, Monday night football, come on, man. Come on, man. The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Now, Jesus is like, you blew my mind, right? Verse 10, John 14, 10. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who lives in me does his works. Yes, he does. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, because, otherwise, Believe because of the works themselves, praying in Jesus' name. You've seen it. You've seen it. 
I assure you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. This is my favorite verse in the whole world. I assure you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and he will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father. You've seen me do great things, but because I'm going, you will do greater. You will do greater. You will do greater things than I have done because I'm out. And I have to go if you want to come with me. Because the only way to him is through me. Verse 13, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it so the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. So then the root of our relationship with God, the way is this. John 14, 6, going back. Jesus told them, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through me. I am the highway. I am the highway. So then our action step today is very simple. You identified your belief last week. We talked about trust last week in God. Now we got to put that trust and that belief in Jesus, in Jesus. Here's why. Because through Jesus, we are all brought into a covenant with God. Only through Jesus do we step into that covenant. And we become part of his promise by believing in Jesus as the mediator between God and us. Our belief in God becomes comfortable, though, and we can settle into that. But this is the will of God, that you would know him, love him, trust him as father, that you would hold fast, stand firm in your profession, in the confession of your faith, of your love, of your trust, of your hope, in Jesus, that all men should honor the Son as they honor the Father by believing in the Son as they believe in the Father. So many people are disconnected from a relationship with God because they don't believe the Son is the guy. That's good. That's great. The Almighty, the Almighty is the Son, and the Almighty is the Father. And so then those that rightly believe in God will believe in Jesus whom he has made known to them. Who reveals that? In the beginning it says, let us make man in our image. And that is the Godhead right there. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit reveals to you this truth. Okay? And so then, and believing in God through Jesus Christ is the way to establish a relationship with God and keep trouble and fear from your heart. Remember that. Remember what that was said. Do not be troubled. Remember Keep your soul, keep your heart, hold fast. Those that rightly believe in God will believe in Jesus Christ, whom he has made known to them. And believing in God through Jesus Christ is the way, the way to establish relationship with God and keep trouble and fear from your heart. So then living in the word, living in the truth, living in the way, living in the word, keeps us walking in truth which means we don't have to search for our way. We don't search for it. We walk in it. And we walk in it because Jesus is the way. He lights our path. He orders our steps. He goes before us. Without the relationship, where's the highway? Looking for it, can't see it. God must want me lost. No, he doesn't. He wants you to stop being busy and stop doing and find his son. Because if you do... He'll light your path, order your steps, direct your way, and go before you, and it's going to be good.
and it's going to be good. So then Jesus is the highway back to Isaiah between heaven and earth. And God sent him to you so you can travel. God sent him to you so you can travel with confidence, with peace, and without a GPS. You have to keep looking at GPS. Follow the word. You know the way. You know the way. Right now, if I said, let's go get some ice cream, you know the way. If I said, let's get pizza, you know the way. If I say, let's get to heaven, you now know the way. You know the way. You know the way. God's looking for you. Jesus is waiting on you. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity, Lord, to share the way of our relationship, Father, what you've called us to. Thank you for pulling this off the paper, for bringing it to life for people today. Thank you for lives being changed, Lord, for these not just to be words, Lord, but there to be life to your people, to your people. I love you for that. I thank you for it. There are people here who do not know Jesus today. Father, I ask you to help me. Don't help me. Help them. Help them take that step. Give them boldness and confidence to pray this prayer. If, if you've not made a decision to follow Jesus, or you did, and you got lost because nobody walked with you, or your church stunk, or you didn't have a pastor, or your best friend was the best person you knew, and he didn't even know Jesus. He didn't even believe in God. If today's your day to reconfirm, to hold fast to that profession, you need to pray this prayer. It's our believer's prayer. It's super simple. We're going to put it up on the screen for you. And in doing this, you're going to reestablish that relationship, and the highway is going to get lit back up, and the runway lights are going to come on, and then it's your responsibility, it's your responsibility to stay on the path. God lights that through the word. So if this is you, just repeat after me. Simply repeat after me. Say, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God who died on the cross and beat death. He overcame the world to forgive my sins. Jesus, I give you my life, all of my sin, and everything with it. Forgive me today. Come into my heart. I want to follow you. Thank you, God, for sending your son. And thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. It's in your name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, please send me an email, dusty at dustyotis.com. I would love to know who you are. I'm going to send you a Bible. I'm going to send you a notebook. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. It's not going to be my way. I'm not the way, but I sure know the way. And it's in the Bible. So let me send you that first and then let me be a resource for you. I sure appreciate you allowing me to speak into your life, to be a pastor, if you will. And I'm thankful you're here. If you're supporting our ministry, thank you so much. We cannot do it without you. God bless you guys. I'll see you next week.